This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. What's going on? Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salerson here in Studio B. Hope everyone is having a great Tuesday. We have a lot to talk about today as we will uh, break down the Saints preseason schedule as it was released yesterday. No final dates, but we know the weeks and where the Saints will be playing. At Cleveland is where the Saints will start their preseason as the Browns have two number or two first-round picks, including the number one pick. So we'll have the opportunity to see them firsthand um, who they pick there at number one. And also the Saints will take a trip to L.A. for the first time since 1994 is they take on the L.A. Chargers. Weird to say the L.A. Chargers. But so the first two games will be on the road. Then they'll finish off the preseason at home against the Houston Texans, who seems like they see every year. And for the second straight year, the Baltimore Ravens will come in town for preseason action as well. As far as the Pelicans, two more games to go for the 2016-17 season. They'll take on the Los Angeles Lakers tonight. Two late ones, 9.30 p.m. Central for both nights. And they'll finish the season tomorrow against the Portland Trailblazers. The Lakers have won four in a row here. I've been playing really well. D'Angelo Russell hit a game winner the other night for the Lakers. The Pelicans have struggled a little bit, but they've been resting some guys, and they've been sitting out some guys due to injury. And again, tonight, no Anthony Davis and no DeMarcus Cousins. So a chance to see some young guys in action. As We saw Quinn Cook hit a career-high 22 points last game against the Golden State Warriors. And then you have a new Pelicans player on the roster, Axel Tupon has been signed for the remainder of the season. He most recently played for Raptors 905 of the NBA D-League, averaging 16 points per game, four rebounds, almost four assists, and one steal in 27 minutes of play. He's undrafted in 2014 and um, will now have a fellow Frenchman on the team as, with Alexia Jensa. So Jensa talked about that on Pelicans.com yesterday. I know he's looking forward to having Axel on for the remainder of the season. We'll talk about that with Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com. As he is in Los Angeles, seems like for the last few days he's been in Los Angeles because the team has been there since Saturday night. And we'll talk to John DeShazer, who's also there for the Pelicans, but we'll have him put his Saints hat on to talk about this preseason schedule, what to expect from these four games, and uh, then we'll get you on out of here and hope you enjoy the rest of this Tuesday. So let's get started. When we come back, we'll hear from Jim Eikenhofer. He'll preview tonight's game, and then we'll hear from John DeShazer of NewOrleansSaints.com. Stay with us. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Staying informed before and after a storm is critical. Hello, I'm Dave Mason, energy lineman and safety specialist. Sign up for text alerts by downloading the free Entergy app. If the power goes out, we'll keep you informed with outage maps and alerts. You can also visit EntergyStormCenter.com where you can learn how we are preparing for the storm and how you can prepare. That's EntergyStormCenter.com. The future is bright for our New Orleans Pelicans with the addition of all-star DeMarcus Cousins, along with Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. The time is now to become a Pelican season ticket holder. For a limited time, receive a food and beverage gift card worth up to $600. So don't miss out on any of the action. Call 504-525-HOOP 
or visit pelicans.com today and win the night. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. Two more games to go for the New Orleans Pelicans. They're all on the West Coast as they'll take on the Los Angeles Lakers tonight at 9.30 p.m. Central. Joining me now from the West Coast is our very own Jim Eichenhofer of Pelicans.com. Jim, uh, hope this Tuesday finds you well. Hope you've enjoyed a, a nice few days off there in L.A. Yeah, it's been it's been uh, not bad. I got to go to a baseball game on Sunday, and it was gorgeous weather the way it usually is here, um, especially in the springtime. I know it can get surprisingly cold here in the winter at, at certain times, and when I say that, I mean like maybe low 50s. But, um, yeah, it's been good. It's not very often that you get multiple days off during the season in any city, but to have it here in L.A., we had – we had a stretch in New York City, which was cool, but, I mean, it was in January. So, as you know, I'm a big weather guy, so that mm-hmm. wasn't that tremendous. But it's been uh, it's been cool to be here for, you know, this is the third day we've been here and get to spend a little time, you know, away from basketball here and there. Uh, have the Angels asked you already back to a game since you were able to see a seven-run uh, seven comeback in the ninth <laughs> inning? <laughs> yeah, they should. I mean, I remember they uh, they don't use it as much as they used to, but I remember the rally monkey thing from back when they won the World Series. What was that about ten years ago, mm-hmm. something like that, fifteen years ago? And uh, so we our presence was the the ninth inning rally monkey for them on Sunday. So yeah, we uh, that was pretty cool. It was a pretty blah game. They were down nine to three going into the ninth inning, and considering we're the four of us that were there are all baseball traditionalists. We didn't leave, even though we had no stake whatsoever in the Mariners or the Angels. But we were glad we didn't leave because we got to see probably one of the craziest comebacks I've I've seen in baseball in person in my all my years of watching the game. I'm glad you said that because I'm not a big fan of leaving early as well because you just never know what can happen. So uh, you guys were rewarded for that, and uh, you deserve it. So nice job there. Um, let's talk about this Pelicans team, which the road trip hasn't gone their way. Granted, yes, they have been eliminated from postseason contention. And there's also been a couple games where players haven't played. So AD played in the first game against Denver and missed the game against Golden State. DeMarcus Cousins hasn't played in any of these two games on the road trip so far. So Jim, is there anything you can take away from these two games so far? I think these, these last couple games have really been about, looking towards next season and developing players, um, whether it's Quinn Cook or Shaq Diallo. Um, both guys are getting more minutes. Um, I know Drew, Drew Holiday hasn't played a ton of minutes in either game. I think it's he's, he was in the 20s-something in the game against Denver. Um, so, obviously, I, I think it's, it's clear when you watch the games that, you know, of course they want to win and they want to do everything they possibly can to get wins and you don't want to end, end the season out on a multi-game losing streak. Um, but it, it, it's it's more of a it, it does have more of a preseason feel or a summer league feel. Um, I heard you and Scott Kushner talking about this last week, um, and that, that's that's kind of been the way it's the way it's unfolded. Is it just doesn't have the feel of the urgency that you had pretty much every game leading up to when they were eliminated from the playoff race. Right, and I'm glad you mentioned some of those young guys. We'll start with Quinn Cook, who had a career high 22 points against the Golden State Warriors. Um, has he been able to take advantage, or at least it seems like that he has been able to take advantage of the minutes he's gotten so far? Yeah, I thought in the in the Golden State game he had 22, which is a career high. His previous best was 10, 
So, I mean, he definitely had by far the, the best scoring game of his career. We saw him in preseason have a huge quarter or a huge half against Houston when we were in China. I believe it was the second game there. Um, and he, so you can kind of see he has that potential. He's kind of a quick strike guy that can get on a roll fast. And I, he was able to get out on a couple of fast breaks against Golden State and finish. And, um, you know, just he just seems to be that kind of guard that can put up points. He reminds me a little bit of um, kind of, this might be a stretch, but like kind of a Gennaro Pargo from the Hornets teams of, you know, 07, 08, 09, that era. Um, just that kind of player that can score in bunches and, and all, you look up and all of a sudden he has 10 points in the last two or three minutes. What about Cech Diallo? What have you seen from him on this road trip? I mean, I think with him, he do, he's done a lot of what I've seen of him throughout the time, you know, since he's been here this season, where he is just so active. He plays with so much energy, and I think that's great. That's something that, you know, a coach would talk about, you know, you'd rather have a have to calm a guy down than, than to tune him up and get him get him going. It seems like Sheck always has that playing 100%, um, going 100 miles an hour. I know sometimes, I know the coaches are, have talked about with him of, like, getting him, I think, like, positioning on defense is probably one of the biggest things that he's focusing on as far as being in the right place at the right time. But he makes when he does make mistakes, it's it's mistakes where he's being aggressive or you know really active. It's not like he was a step slow or he was lazy, being lazy, um, that kind of thing. But he's also on offense. He's made a couple face-up jumpers that I remember seeing him do going back to summer league. That's definitely one of the more impressive parts of his offensive game is that he can make those like mid-range 15-foot shots and just shoot over a guy. So. I like watching him play because I feel like he has a lot of potential and they're they're trying to tap as much of that as they can right now in these last few games of the season before heading into summer league, of course, will be really important for him, you know, again this year. Yeah, you can see the potential throughout these last few games, that's for sure. Um, let's talk about another guy that was just added to the team. You haven't really seen him much besides practice yesterday, but Axel Tupon from the 905 Raptors. Now Alexi Jinsa has a fellow Frenchman on the team, but was this more of a case that the Pelicans had a roster spot open and uh, let's just see what this guy can do? Because he's been putting up some decent numbers in the D-League. I think so. I think he he's one of those guys that they've um, watched for a while and, and were, were maybe intrigued by. Um, he played briefly for Denver. I remember him being on the roster. He was in a situation where he didn't get in a lot of games. But, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, a, it's a chance to – to look at a guy for a couple games and um, maybe see what he can do at the wing spot. I know that, that's that's uh, something maybe this offseason that they'll look at is trying to get more athletic and at the you know maybe at the three two and three spots. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what he can do with just a very brief amount of preparation time and then getting thrown into the the mix tonight. So is there anything else you want to see in these last two games as far as whether it's a certain player or how this team plays? heading into the off season, I know the team is sort of almost locked into even their lottery uh, place. They're right now at the 10 spot. They could go to nine if they lose two and have some help from Dallas. But other than that, is there anything that you're looking out for in these final two? Um, Not a ton, to be honest with you. I think really the main thing that I want to see and probably more so the coaches want to see is just a, just a disciplined, intense finish to the regular season. It's easy in a situation like, especially tonight, where it's two teams that are, you know, out of the race and have been out of the race for a little while. The Lakers have been 
out of it for quite some time. Um, it's easy to to kind of treat it as you know, no, whatever happens is no big deal because it 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 is inconsequential as far as the results go. Um, but I think they want to. This is this is definitely as always at the end of the season when you're out of the race. It's a test of your professionalism. It's a a test of of how much you. Uh, it, it's kind of an audition for some of these guys as far as like you know what what can you what can you do in for guys like Quinn Cook um who've only gotten to play a few games i mean it's an opportunity for them to show what they can do and and um you know chances like that are precious for a lot of guys that um including the guy that was just signed you you never know how many chances you're going to get to show not only the team that you just signed with but other teams around the NBA what you can do in real games so i mean that's i think that's what i want to see is just them bringing uh, intensity to the court and treating it, not treating it like, you know, oh, it's the 81st game of the season, no big deal, but treating it as a, as something that is, that's important, which to some of these guys, it, it really is very important. Are you surprised that I'm going to say that you, the Pelicans are facing a, a, one of the hottest teams in basketball in the Los Angeles Lakers who have their <laughs> longest winning streak of the season heading into tonight's game? <laughs> well, I would be surprised if it wasn't for the fact that people around here have actually been talking about it a lot, so I've actually heard about it but it's funny like you know we've talked about this in the past how annoying the whole tanking discussion is with people but you you definitely heard a few people here whether it's on the local tv or or even fans that you overhear talking about it that are um anxious because they've won so many games that they've kind of affected or potentially affected their position in in terms of keeping their pick so yeah but it is interesting that they've played a lot better lately, and I know that the game, the game, their last game against Minnesota on Sunday night, it was funny. We were in a restaurant, and it seemed like people were hardly even paying attention to the game, and all of a sudden, D'Angelo Russell made the game winner, and it was like everyone went crazy and was cheering, and we were kind of like, geez, we didn't even know people were even paying attention. So it's, I, I, in, a, in a weird way, I guess that's kind of fitting as far as the Lakers season goes right now. It seems like, you know, I can't imagine too many people are that um, the casual fans are that into the season, but they were they were pretty happy to to see them get a game winning, exciting buzzer beater like that. Well, we'll see how this one plays out tonight at the Staples Center. That's Jim I can offer from Pelicans.com. Of course, you can read all of his coverage there, also on the mobile app tonight and uh, tomorrow as the season concludes for the Pelicans. Jim, I appreciate the time as always. Enjoy your your last day there in LA, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, my friend. Sounds good. Thanks, Daniel. All right, we're not done with Los Angeles, Los Angeles yet. When we come back, we'll hear from John DeShazer of NewOrleansSaints.com. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Are you ready for a slimmer and trimmer you? Smoothie King's new and improved Slim and Trim meal replacement smoothies are here. Now with just 250 or fewer calories per 20-ounce cup, they're slimmer and trimmer than ever. Keep your diet on track and feel fuller longer with at least 11 grams of protein and 6 grams of fiber. Add Smoothie King to your diet today with new and improved Slim and Trim smoothies in three delicious flavors. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Diet and weight loss depend on individual needs, eating right, and exercising daily. Sweet Caroline. Neil Diamond, bringing you all the hits. Neil Diamond's 50-year anniversary world tour. 
May 2nd, Smoothie King Center. Tickets on sale now. Buy tickets at LiveNation.com and Ticketmaster. Neil Diamond. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Well, let's head back to Los Angeles where John DeShazer is. He, of course, is a writer for NewOrleansSaints.com. Also, will be calling tonight's game with Sean Kelly on the Pelicans Radio Network. Uh, J.D., we're going to have you uh, put your Saints head, hat on. excuse me. And first of all, uh, good morning and uh, glad to talk to you, my friend. Well, good morning. Top of the morning out here in L.A. Uh, a great day. It never rains in Southern California, they say. So <laughs> it's sunny and bright here. Excellent, excellent. J.D., uh, the preseason schedule came out yesterday. I know fans are already excited to mark their calendars for some Saints football. First two games on the road against Cleveland and L.A. and then home against Houston and Baltimore. Anything on here that kind of surprised you or just it just is what it is, I guess? Well, I, I think it kind of is what it is on preseason schedule. They're pretty much random, and you don't know what the scheduling is going to be. So, you know, the, the league just kind of spreads it around uh, Usually, uh, what happens is uh, if you scrimmage against a team, more than likely you'll have a preseason game against them, and certainly the Saints are going to be doing some work against uh, the Texans, so they'll be having that preseason game against the Texans, and that's pretty much just an extended week uh, for both teams to get a chance to look at all their guys in other competitions, and it breaks up the monotony of training camp of just banging heads against one another. But for the most part, it, it just I think the scheduling is pretty much random. Uh, you know, you just see some some oddities in there from time to time. I don't think they'd like to send you across country a whole lot during the preseason, but every now and again it happens. Yeah, and they do so uh, uh, this year for the Saints as they take on the L.A. Chargers, one that's kind of weird to say, but uh, what will it be like for you to be able to go back and watch a football game in L.A. for the first time since 1994? Well, it'll be a little bit odd because, I mean, you're going back, and uh, I think the last time the Saints played out here, maybe it was maybe it was the Rams or, or something, or maybe even the Raiders or something back then, but... You know, it'll be a little bit odd coming back, coming out for a football game as opposed to a basketball game. Uh, you know, L.A. now has the two teams, the Rams and the Chargers. So you expect to, to see, and that being the second preseason game, that one will be as much of a tune of it as anything. But, you know, when I think about it now, the Saints will be working against the Texans, and they'll play that third preseason game against the Texans at home. And that usually is more of the dress rehearsal. But since they'll have worked against the Texans all that week, you don't know exactly how much the starters are going to play in that game because, you know, they'll get a lot of exposure, you know, ones against ones that week. So, you know, it's going to be tough to, to, to judge and gauge how much the starters are going to play in that game. But that usually is a dress rehearsal game. But the L.A. game, number two, could be an interesting game also just for the fact that probably should get a look at last year's number one overall pick, Jared Goff, the quarterback. Excuse me, I'm talking about the wrong L.A. team here. I told you exactly what I'm where my mind is. But we'll get a chance to see probably Joey Bosa a top four pick last year, uh, San Diego uh, defensive end who did not participate in training camp last year, held out all all the training camp in a contract dispute, and then he made it to the Chargers roster uh, when they were in San Diego and had a bust out rookie year. So we'll probably get an opportunity to see him. And, of course, you know, Philip Rivers is the quarterback for the Chargers. So it'll be interesting to see exactly uh, what, what's presented in that second game here out here in L.A. Is there any intrigue with Cleveland just for the fact that they have two top 12 picks and the number one pick? I don't know how much they play in that first preseason game, but will there be a chance to see some of those first-rounders in action against the Saints in an opening week? Well, I absolutely think so. I mean, because it's their first NFL exposure, I don't know how much the, you know that number one 
and 12 picks for, for Cleveland is going to play, how much the number 11 overall pick or and 32 pick in the Saints. We have to run them to have five, five picks in the first three rounds. So it could be a, a total rookie fest for a good period of time in that first preseason game because you just want to get some kind of gauge on how those guys perform against NFL talent and competition. And even if they work their way into the starting lineup by then, you still might want to play them, you know, somewhat extended snaps just to get a little bit longer look. Now, you don't often see ones out playing with the twos in the first preseason game. And, in fact, you know, veteran teams like the Saints probably will have their ones out there for one or two series. But a team like Cleveland that's trying to work and get itself into a position to be a contender might play them a little bit more. And, of course, as you mentioned, that number one overall pick, we might get an extended exposure to them. While I have you on, uh, before I let you go, uh, Saints free agency obviously is starting to wind down a little bit as they get ready for the NFL draft. But what are some of your thoughts on the move so far made by the Saints? Well, I mean, I like them. I mean, they've, they've really added depth to the linebacker core, which they wanted to do because two of the core special teams guys last year were supposed to be Craig Robertson and Nate Stupar, and both of those guys ended up playing extended snaps defensively. So I think the Saints felt like they're – linebacking core suffered for it, or, or excuse me, the special teams core suffered for it. So they brought in A.J. Klein, brought in Manti Seau, and so now all of a sudden you have uh, depth at that position that you didn't have last season, and if Craig Robertson can start, that's great. But if he can't, you know, he knows who the core special teams guy. He said that's one of the things that can keep you in the league, and that's one of the things that brought him into the league. So he didn't mind playing special teams, and neither does Supar. So, you know, that should bolster the same special teams. I think the big jewel, if the Saints can pull it off, would be still to get Malcolm Butler. He's still out there. He has not signed his tender with New England yet as a, that I know of. And he's a guy that the Saints obviously have interest in at cornerback. Uh, they want to add to that cornerback core. And, you know, Coach Sean Payton has already said, we're going to add cornerbacks in the offseason. So whether or not it's going to be Malcolm Butler or whether or not they're going to be cornerbacks in the draft, they have to add depth and quality to that position. Uh, we know that already. So it'll be interesting to see exactly what happens right there with Malcolm Butler as a as a restricted free agent. He's a restricted free agent, but he's got to sign his tender with New England before anything can be done pretty much because the Saints said, look, we're not going to sign him to an offer sheet, and they did not. They were not willing to give up that number 11 overall pick to get him. If something happens there, it'll be via him signing his uh, tender with New England and then getting a trade with the Saints. And, you know, I know we're not, you know, probably – you know, going a little deep into speculation, but he is a guy that's out there that could really make it a, a great offseason haul if the Saints can pull him in. But for the most part, I mean, they did some nice things. They pulled in, you know, pulled back some guys that they wanted. Nick Daly at defensive tackle, uh, Daryl Tapp at defensive lineman. They were able to retain some of their guys that they wanted. Tavares Cadet, they were able to retain. So, you know, one guy who did get away uh, running back, Tim Hightower, and that means the Saints are going to need to add some depth to that position behind Mark Ingram. Uh, Tim Hightower was a really good good fill-in for Mark Ingram, a good guy who spelled him, and they're kind of similar runners, and the Saints don't have another one of those guys on the roster, which might explain why they've been you know, visiting with Adrian Peterson and, and looking at you know, running back like Joe Mixon out of Oklahoma and that kind of thing. So, But they're going to need some more depth at running back. So you know, obviously don't be surprised if they pluck one off the kind of second line of free agency or if they draft one or if they do both. All right, well, lots of things to look out for in the next few weeks leading into the NFL draft. That's Sean DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com. And, of course, tonight he'll be on the call with Sean Kelly 
four Pelicans and Lakers, then tomorrow four Pelicans, Trailblazers. JD, thank you very much for the time. Two more games to go, my friend. We'll see you back in the Big Easy on Thursday. Well, it's going to be good to be home after a seven-day road trip. So, you know, we're coming home, unfortunately, not extended to the playoffs, but it'll be good to be home. All right, John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com. I'll wrap things up next year on the Black and Blue Report. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes cancer patients come who were told they were out of options, but Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now. So what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. Are you ready for a slimmer and trimmer you? Smoothie King's new and improved Slim and Trim meal replacement smoothies are here. Now with just 250 or fewer calories per 20-ounce cup, they're slimmer and trimmer than ever. Keep your diet on track and feel fuller longer with at least 11 grams of protein and 6 grams of fiber. Add Smoothie King to your diet today with new and improved Slim and Trim smoothies in three delicious flavors. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Diet and weight loss depend on individual needs, eating right, and exercising daily. Want each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. All right, time to wrap things up here from Studio B. Again, Pelicans game day tonight. It's a late one. Stay up late with us, 9.30 p.m. Central. You can watch it on Fox Sports New Orleans with Joel Myers, David Wesley, and Jen Hale on the call. It's their last regular season game, or I guess the last game of the season for them, as tomorrow will be an ESPN game. And, of course, you can... Listen on 99.5 WRNO and the Pelicans Radio Network with Sean Kelly, John DeShazer, and myself. Pre-game will start at 9 o'clock on both Fox Sports New Orleans and 99.5 WRNO. And then the Pelicans will wrap up the season tomorrow night again, 9.30. And I'll have pre-game for you starting at 9 o'clock. Of course, we'll uh, hear from David Wesley, television analyst for Fox Sports New Orleans. It is a Wesley Wednesday, and that will be on your program tomorrow. Sean Kelly will host from Portland, Oregon, getting ready for the Pelican season finale and of course you never know who else will stop by big thanks to Jim Eichenhofer and John DeShazer for coming on today's show and until tomorrow I'm Daniel Sellerson thanks for listening to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans the Black and Blue Report thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies a better choice for insurance if all goes well we'll be back tomorrow Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. 
Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.